I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What more in the name of love, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. England got Bulgaria, Russia overpowered Scotland, and Somalia got a historic win in Africa. Happy Montag, as they may say in Germany. They're feeling a little bit Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> PEDs in front of me. I am. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I enjoyed you saying "gubbed Bulgaria." Mm. It's actually quite a hard thing to say. Yeah. Gubbed Bulgaria. Gubbed Bulgaria. Gubbed. <laughs> it's a big Scottish word, isn't it? Gubbed. Yeah, it is gubbed. a big Scottish it, it word. It almost sounds like a team from Bulgaria. <laughs> gubbed Bulgaria. I, Jim reckons he has an air cup, but I think he has. I can't get. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> Who I'm, is more likely to know? The I listeners just, at this point, it. I reckon. <laughs> I'm not having. It. I can't look at you. I'm yeah. not looking at you for the entirety of this show. How are you going to? Uh, exclude the listeners. Is that a new T-shirt you've got on, Luke? <laughs> this T-shirt's covered in cat hair. I forgot to lint roll it before oh, I left the house. Oh, dear so me. That doesn't give you where a do picture. You, where do you buy your lint rollers? I get mine from H&M. Um, Sainsbury's. I do them two oh, packs cool. on the end of each aisle. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little lint balls. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay, then let's start uh, talking about some international football because it's still here. We've still got a bit more this week, everybody. Ooh. I know you hate it. I love it. So yeah, I do too. And I think we've got no choice but to love it because there's no other football to talk about. Yeah. Mm. So strap yourselves in or turn it off. Oh, hang on. League no, one don't and turn League it two. Off. Oh, yeah. League one, League two. Yeah. Yeah. Your team plays in one of those divisions. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, you could describe them like that. Mm. You could describe England's very good against Bulgaria. Although, it's... Uh, I mean, how much do we sort of take yeah, from this, Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't really need to be much better than they were, mm. did they? I mean, it's certainly not a, a, like a sort of sparkling England performance, but that isn't a criticism at all because they didn't really need to get um, go through the gears, did they? No, so, exactly. Nice to see uh, Pickers make a save. Yeah, absolutely. But... I mean, that, with that in mind, how many times have we watched England sort of plod through a friendly like this and maybe scrape it 1-0 mm. or leave it late and get, get two late goals or rely on a penalty or just be really drab and average? We relied I mean, on penalties. It, it, well, <laughs> it, wasn't, you know, it wasn't a friendly though, Jim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? Yeah. Like, or, or it, it, you know, forgive me yeah, for saying a friendly, but of course, like, even the qualifiers, mm. these, these games where these qualification campaigns in the past have felt so stodgy and, and just like a real sort of slog and, and and they can be, and that is sadly will always be the nature of them. But you know, we should be celebrating England managed, managing to dispatch a team four nil because there was a long time where we didn't do that and looked like we should have done. It's interesting to say that actually, because some people say that it's obviously bad for the international game when you have countries just breezing through qualification, and it shows you how the sort of globalized game makes certain countries a lot richer 
uh, and a lot of the talent goes there and, and so on. But I know what you mean from an England fan's point of view, actually. Yeah. A game like that, where you can remember home draws with sort of Macedonia and yeah. one or two others. And who knows, Kosovo, I think, are actually, they're a lot better than Bulgaria. England should win. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, as, as an England fan, I, I, you know, all that kind of chat, and I understand for the greater good of the game, there's there's a debate to be had there. But in, in the purposes of, of being an England fan through qualification, a 4-0 home win, I think it's a lovely old job. Mm. So no, no complaints. Yeah, I mean, and also, is it 42 qualifiers unbeaten now for England? So That's amazing. It's a lot of... I know the team has been improved under Southgate and... <clears throat> 42? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That was the 42nd unbeaten qualifier, I think. Blimey. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's been a good while. across. I think that's across both European of Championships course. and yeah. World Cups. Um, and obviously we know what happened in 2008 and what happened ahead of 94. But so you, generally speaking, I do qualify mm, for these tournaments. Yeah. But I was at the, I was at the game on, on, on Saturday. Are you little... Cheeky. Little naughty naughty little sausage. No, you were there. You were in uh, Club Wembley, were you? Nah, I wasn't. No, no I wasn't. Okay. But, but, one thing that was fascinating to me... He was yes. in the box park throwing beers around. Yeah. <laughs> as Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. And and um, as we found out on Ramble Meets, Will Hughes watched a lot of the World Cup at the box park in Croydon. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, is that right? Because Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was in East London. That's right, yeah. There's a few of them dotted around. But there's one on Wembley Way now. No, I was, oh, I was okay. in there. Yeah. But the... Um, the thing that really hit home for me was really the atmosphere mm. around the England team at yeah. the moment is so universally positive. It's unbelievable. I mean, I was mm. I was I had to go there for work, and I was there for from midday, so mm. five hours before kickoff. And I thought it would be deserted. Mm. There were people milling about, having photos taken, getting a bit of early lunch, getting in scraps, yeah, <laughs> kicking <laughs> off. No, seriously, it was a real family affair. You had the endless stream of kids having yeah. having the scarves above their head, having the photo taken in front of the stadium, and all the rest of it. And I know that you are always going to see that because England are a big national side. But really, the atmosphere and mm. the feeling felt, if not quite as intense and as exciting as what happened last summer, it certainly felt like an extension of yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And, with and, you. and 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 I would only the only thing I would add to to what Jim said uh, is is just that England don't tend to struggle in qualifiers. But they do sometimes struggle to break teams down, mm-hmm. and they do find it boring. And if you, and, and if Bulgaria you, we really put people behind the ball, they did. And I think and I'll just chuck another stat out there. Hopefully, this one's also correct. Mm-hmm. That it was two years on Friday, I think, since Sam Allardyce's only game in charge oh. of England. And what was that? A late Lalana goal. Yeah. Very late, deflected. Sort of slightly fortuitous Lana goal, but a clean sheet though. Yeah. Uh, but what it was, Sorry, did, did but what, what, what was quite take place of take charge of one game. It's apparently so, yeah. so easy to forget. But, and what was quite, <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago is what I'm saying. Does, yeah. And so and so, there's a lot to be positive about, but from this team, and I think the next conversation we'll be having between now and next summer is whether they can make a kick on beyond the semi final, and and how they do that. Mm. And also, I think one of the great things about the way this team play now as well um, is obviously a lot of that is to do with the quality of the of the individuals but also how much Southgate has made them gel as a team and you do feel like if a team sticks their entire team behind the ball England can just force a mistake now which is something they've really sort of struggled with in the yeah. past and that, that that pace and that that directness mm-hmm. especially of that front three and the, you know it was interesting to see Marcus Rashford start and Southgate's comments on him after the game did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he said he thinks he needs to be more intelligent with his pace and sort of you know uh, to just not drop back so much and actually just be happy to sort of like mm-hmm. just play off the last man and, and try and get in behind and I thought that was such just such constructive criticism to, to get out in the open like that as mm-hmm. well and that, that shows how, how much detail is going into every squad member and everything they bring 
Yeah, and he also described the front three as a world-class strike force. This is very exciting. We've got to be careful with that, though, because that's already been misconstrued by the press. As uh, I saw that reported as Southgate says England have the best forward line in world football or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and that's where it all starts to go wrong, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Southgate described the players as a golden generation <laughs> and everything <laughs> now is ruined. Um, but we did talk about the strike force and, and on uh, in last uh, the, the preview show last week, there, there was chat in here, I'm not too sure about Rashford, should it be Sancho, but you would imagine now that I mean that is his front three. This is the, the front got, three who, who took Spain apart in yeah. Andalusia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other game, yeah, yeah, it's part it, of the day. <laughs> well, Rashford still he scored though. Oh yeah, no, and I think the, the key thing here is Southgate's got options, and I can't remember whether we quite touched on it on Friday, but a lot of the chat ahead of the game because it broke quite late Friday night that Barkley, Rice, and Henderson were going to be the um, mm-hmm. were going to be the midfield three, and I, I think it was Oliver Kay who broke that. And I was a little bit underwhelmed by that. But I have to say, all, all three of the players played well in, in, in midfield. I think Jim Barkley and, played pretty well. Actually. Yeah, he did, actually. I was I, He stood out for me, mm-hmm. given that he's been a little bit inconsistent for his Rest club. Um, but it, I, I don't know why, but I was sort of a little bit dis, sort of underwhelmed. So who would you rather of, have yeah. in there? Well, no, it's not a case of what I'd rather have. It's a mm. case of that we, we have all these exciting young players coming through. Um, we've got some probably to follow even this bunch I mean if you take someone like Phil Foden who's not really been amongst it and he's, mm-hmm. he's really highly rated mm-hmm. and if he gets game time he'll come through as well so we've got a lot of players um, and, I, and I, I was selfishly hoping we would see from the start some newer players mm-hmm. and Madison perhaps or Mount who I know came on we didn't see that mm-hmm. but at the same time it was still a great performance, a comprehensive performance that, that we were the only team really in it mm-hmm. um, so it's an embarrassment of riches I wonder whether they can change it up slightly whether they, if they need to move from a 4-3-3 to something else they need to have a, a proper playmaker in there and Madison comes in what what shape that will look like so you because want almost like a 4-2-3-1 I think so as an option because I don't know about you Marcus but I don't know if Madison can fit in that 4-3-3 at the moment well this is what we spoke about last week of course and Madison won't fit in that formation that's not where Southgate sees him uh, and Southgate likes to play with the one in front of the back four and, and then the two shuttlers that's, that's the position that's England's best uh, team, you would say. Madison hasn't even got a cap, I don't think. And he's, I don't know. I mean, Rogers is playing him on the left side of the, the, the three. We, is, we spoke about this on the preview show. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, against Kosovo, he's not going to start Madison. I wouldn't have thought. I think he would go something very similar to what he did against mm. Bulgaria because that is a tougher game. Yeah. Kosovo are no mugs. Of course, England are the better side. Uh, but you still want to win it. You yeah, can't start, start going too experimental because that, that's um, a bit ridiculous. I was pleased to see Oxlade-Chamberlain coming off the bench mm-hmm. um, from what I was saying last week. And obviously, yeah, Mason Mount played um, as well. Uh, but speaking of James Madison, did you? I think we missed this. I think this was a few weeks ago. Him and Jeremy Clarkson having a, a bit of a dingle. A little bit of roast beef. Yeah, a little Twitter dingle. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson did that thing where people who don't really care about football decide all of a sudden they they do care about it and said <laughs> yeah. something that made him sound like a complete idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which Clarko, isn't hard for him, is it? Clarko tweeted, James, this was when I think he missed a chance against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge yeah. in the one-all draw. He said, James Madison, too long at the Barbers, not enough time practicing football. I mean, <laughs> practicing, practicing football. football. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're on time to football practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Show how committed you are. Yeah. Not enough time. For the pra- match. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the big match at the weekend. <laughs> See the game last practice. night? Which one? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Madison um, went on to win Man of the Match Award in that game and replied, stick to cars, mate. Can count on one hand how many times you've... Sorry. Can count on one hand how many trims you've got left. Hashtag thin. Love it. 
<laughs> Love it. Lovely little dig back. Yeah. I, I don't think it is correct though, because he's actually got quite thick hair, hasn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think in the sort of the context of Twitter beef, that yeah. would have just the replies would have just been like gifs of people going, "Oh, oh, oh my god, I can't yeah. believe you said that." Exactly. Do you yeah. point, <laughs> said, not enough time practicing, won. not being a prick. Yeah, you should have said none yeah. of the Top Gear gang, as they were well, known, the Top Gear Three, have got. Um, <laughs> Problems with their hair, have they? In ter- I mean, they're, they're terrible in terms of style, but I mean, yeah, in terms yeah. of, of, of hairlines, oh, it's just every facet Ham- of Hammond's probably quite scarred yeah. on the head. He's always having operations because he keeps run, getting run over and stuff. Not doesn't really he? funny, is it? He keeps getting I'm run over saying. and stuff. <laughs> it's not Pete, funny for he him. Does I think he does? It's true. I think you've got a bit of James Madison about you. James Madison. I thought you could say James May. Heck, heck to be uh, fair, that probably got uh, me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Pete's got one of those modern football hair. Too much. Too much time. Spend too much time in the barbers, mate. Too much time, Mr. Toppers. Spent more time in the podcast gym. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The podcast gym or the podcast you gym? Uh, I'm not. Who me gym? (laughs) What do you think of Kean Trippier starting? Kean Trippier. Mm, Um, I thought. I think he's. I mean, from what I've seen, he started the season quite well. He did. He did okay. And he's and he's not going to be in real trouble for England here. You'd fancy Trent to start against Kosovo, wouldn't you? I think he's the probably the first year well it's, it's funny because I heard some people saying last week that they would say that if you if you stuck England into a semi-final of a tournament now they reckon Southgate would pick Walker he would but I think Alexander-Arnold is probably the, the the future of that position sure yeah. but the semi-final's not going to come tomorrow yeah. right? no. next week that's the point and no, so I, he, he will be blooding Alexander-Arnold as the first choice yeah, and, very and Joe the Kutrapia is already saying I think they got rid of me too early personally like, you don't really? have to come back just stay there have some fun yeah yeah Enjoy oh. yourself. Cry I had a lovely loud. time. Madrid's a wonderful city. Yeah, but then if Kian. he's asked a question and he responds, nah. So what you think? Okay. So I'm here now and I'm going to do my job. Maybe you yeah. should take... Down the football gym. He should get <laughs> Herman Burgos to go to his press conferences. <laughs> yeah. You want to ask a question, you've got to go through the big guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think Trippier starting is another good example of how Southgate likes to keep people involved, yeah. doesn't he? And, and keep that morale high. And mm-hmm. um, I'm all for it. We, we are stacked at right back. Like, <laughs> yeah. The options are amazing. It's particularly strong, give isn't him, it? Give him the test, the unicorn. Do you think, uh, <laughs> do you think that... Uh, <laughs> Declan Rice playing in that position... I mean, he's, he's, he's making that position his own. There's not too many challenges for that specific role. That is certainly probably more than any position, the one that feels most sort of up for grabs, doesn't it? I guess Eric Dyer has been used there a lot as kind of, very the, with respect to him, the best well, option we have. No, but Dyer's not been used really in that role so much. Henderson was in the World Cup mm. against, I think, like Croatia, where he didn't do so well in the semi-final, but... I don't think too many of them did. Uh, mm. But in in that sort of pivot role, I think Dyer doesn't play that much for Spurs. I can't see him getting back into the England side barring a, He's a had a lot of, of problems with illnesses and injuries, hasn't he? Yeah. He has, yeah. So so that is the position, which is a very key position. You know, when you, you mm. look at like the Dutch who have got, you know, Frankie de Jong or something, of course, who was excellent against England in the semi-final in the UEFA Nations League, that, that position is a vital one because if you want to play out from the back, that role's there. You've got to screen the back four. You've got to make the plays. Rice is decent, quite clearly. Mm. Uh, but I know you're a fan of Winks, Luke. Yes. Do you think that he can play in that position? Because with Spurs, he's often got someone like Sissoko or a bit of a helping hand yeah. more next to him. I think it's important to point out there are different ways of interpreting that position. Of course. Because someone like Henderson isn't the same as someone like Carrick, who, yeah. who can play the same role but in a completely different way. But actually, Henderson would be an ideal partner for Winks. 
in that situation. Well, if you're going to you play, so if in that rejig of midfield, look, what you're saying is Winks and Henderson next to each other with someone like Madison ahead of them. That's an option, I think. That's, that's an option. option I'd like to. But see at the as moment, well, yeah. he clearly likes that pivot role with the two kind of shuttling. But the bottom line is, England will breeze for this qualification, whatever formation they play. They just need to settle on one, which is their go-to formation for a tournament proper, and then have a second option. Because unless you're Spain, of course, um, in their golden period, you need a, you need to change it up sometimes. You need to be able to sort of overcome different challenges, and it may well be that. And this is a, this is something we don't talk about enough. I don't think. There are there are players in this team who are good, and there are players in this squad who are also really good. But English football over the last hundred years has been littered with players who perhaps didn't get the amount of caps they should have done because there are other players around them who are simply better. Steve Bruce, mm. exactly, and that is just a fact of life. We shouldn't go down the road we've been down in the past with different managers where we're trying to shoehorn as many good players in as possible. That's your go. Look, if Kane is your go-to and he's going to play every game up front through the middle when he's fit, and your second best option is a guy who's a great player, but he only ends up getting the same amount of caps as, say, Ian Wright, for example, mm-hmm. who was a fantastic striker, but did, there were different reasons for that, but ultimately there were a lot of strikers around at the time who were great. Mm-hmm. Then we're all just going to have to make our peace with that. Mm-hmm. We but can't but shoehorn said, all these different players sure, But in. you said this last week. What, 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 what have you seen Southgate doing that makes you think that he's doing this? I'm not saying he's doing it. I'm saying he hasn't done that yet. Okay, so and it's I, a warning. I, I don't want to see him do that. Okay. Uh, I think people are going to have to be content with not having a role necessarily that they might have done had they come along in different areas. Like Andy Murray, everyone says, I don't know anything about tennis, but everyone says Andy Murray would have got 10 grand slams if he wasn't yeah, alongside yeah, yeah. Djokovic, Nadal and Federer. Mm. It's just, unfortunately, he is, and so he's only got a few. That's just that's just a fact of sporting life, isn't mm. it? Sure, but, I, I, but so, so who do you think is being touted for a particular position, which do you think is they shouldn't be then? No one. Okay, but that's that's what Luke's arguing. Yeah, the the, the, the balance of how he's picking his squad and using yeah. his players mm-hmm. is 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 very smooth and and yeah. and very very good. Um, can we briefly at least touch on Bulgaria's attempts to play out from the back? Yes, yes. because that was in, uh, you shouldn't kick them while they're down, I suppose. But why not? We're, we're going to that was that that was a team thinking that this is how you're supposed to play football, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. this is what football is now. Let let's do that, and then we'll probably win. From the mm. start, they were quite bad at it, but they just yeah. stuck at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it took 24 minutes for Kane to score, but they looked quite bad at it before that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's important to stick to your principles. Yeah. Um, Balakov is the manager. We remember him as a player. Well, he was sw- part of the World Cup '94 squad, wasn't he? Was, he? Yeah. he was one of the most. I think he was one of the highest played players in Europe when he played in Germany. Was it Stuttgart he played for? Right. Something? Yeah, d- decent career. Looking very suave and sexy, Peter. Mm. I go to you for that kind of chat. <laughs> you know, as, as a suave though? and sexy man. Well, opposite, opposite, opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reaching for the rainbow. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of suave and sexy, let's move away from uh, from international football just for a moment. Um, Kike Sanchez Flores is back. Yeah, he's back at Watford. Javier Gracia has left the club. He's so, been booted out. Watford lost nine of their last thirteen top flight games. Jim. Yeah, I mean that's read well. a um, that's a weird one, isn't it? Is this what a uh, Watford recycling managers now? Like, will they get Walter Mazzari back? Yeah, they've just they're, they're going backwards yeah. all the way. They've they've sacked a manager that hasn't taken the club far enough. And replaced him with a man who didn't take the club far enough. Yeah, yeah. in in many ways. But actually, ways. do you remember of, of all of the sackings that Watford have made? This was the one that was, I think was met with the most outcry, wasn't it? Because he did so. do really well. Mm. And it, I think I think he said at the time that there was some contractual thing, like he hadn't hit a certain amount of of things that he had to 
to achieve in that season for his, his contract to be renewed and uh, that everyone like was like, well, that's ridiculous. Final. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not Gracia. Um, Kiki no, no. Sanchez-Flores the first time. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, which is a very sort of weird way of doing things. But it, as we've said before, it seems to work for them. Mm. But it, it, this could this be where it, it all certainly, slips he, up? He's certainly got a better squad than he had last time. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I, perhaps he won't play quite sort of dull football. <laughs> <laughs> they never really sort of recovered from reaching the FA Cup final because it didn't no. do too well before mm. the FA Cup final I know the Cup final come people don't want to get injured all that kind of stuff and they were very safe in the Premier League but since that 6-0 loss it really has been bad yeah. and this season you think to yourself after the first game alright oh, well it wasn't really a 3-0 then get themselves out of that it's a problem though isn't it? it it is yeah and it, and it just seems like mm, the games are creeping up now I mean you can argue that the Watford have pulled the trigger a bit too early there but I mean, it is Watford, and Gracia was there for more than a season, which yeah. is which is rather generous. If if, if yeah, they if, gave him a new contract. He was the first one to get a new contract yeah. in a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, um, even he's very like club minded. He's very community minded. He was quite mm. he, he was great at that sort of thing. So I think he was popular there. I think yeah, I, you know, I know that um, people liked him, and and but Flores is new appointments. So this new appointment, if you like, is their tenth appointment in seven years. Mm-hmm. So they do generate. They do turn over managers quite quickly. But Flores was quite damning when he left in 2016. Mm, yeah. said that it said that um, something along the lines of no one else at the club was willing, in terms of the hierarchy, was willing to take joy in the successes like he was. And wow. he, he, if he wasn't enjoying it, he couldn't do it properly anyway. Uh, he was yeah. very upset, I think, because Walter Mazzari was seen in the stands, wasn't he, when Flores mm, was still the coach. That's naughty. And that annoyed him. Did you know Flores' godfather was Alfredo De Stefano, by the way? No, wow. I didn't know. Yeah, he's from a bit of the football royalty himself. Yeah. Like he's he's got well he's well connected. I think his dad might have played for Real Madrid. But um, as Pete's alluded to, he can organise the defence, and 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 I imagine it, that that they'll shore it up at least in the short term. Two things on this for me. One is that um, he signed a new four and a half year deal in November, mm. which and it had like an option for like another three years or something at Watford. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy it's my cash um, and he obviously led into their first FA Cup final but they had only won once since April yeah, and that even yeah. that was against Huddersfield yeah. but at that point I believe was if they weren't relegated at that point they were certainly very close to it but I think Gracia can have a little bit of complaint given that the two big name signings they made Welbeck and Saar mm-hmm. haven't featured yet Yeah, and so what I've heard is that a lot of the hierarchy will go to the training ground and in almost like quite an unscientific way, we'll gauge the mood. Right. And Gracias, as you guys have said, has always been very popular there. Everyone loved him. Community loved him as well. And it was always quite upbeat. But they assessed that the most recent times they've been to visit, it was all a bit caught down at heel and a little bit sort of yeah. flat. Which, and so they decided to make a decision on that basis. Which, I mean, if that's true... It's they've stirred quite, up a bloody hornet's yeah. nest. <laughs> exactly. Hello. It's not going to improve things. <laughs> no, that, that is the nature of a, of a poor run, though, isn't it? I guess you need to get yourselves out of that. I do feel that at some point this is gearing up to Troy Deeney play a manager and that uh, <laughs> it will be a wonderful, wonderful time when it happens. I think he that would, would be, be sent to the stands. Irresponsible. I saw Troy <laughs> from <Dini>. the pitch. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I actually saw Troy Deeney on Thursday night. The man has got quite a presence. I'm yeah, sure I, I, I hear that. <laughs> Big old guy. Very, very. Pleasant man, but mm-hmm. very, very tough looking man. Yeah, a bit like Pete Donaldson. Yeah, uh, Correct. well, Correct. neither All right. of those things. Correct. Now time for a break. <laughs> it is. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Good news, isn't there, Luke Moore? Yeah, no one won Betway's fourth to score last weekend. There were a couple of difficult games in there, so the jackpot rolls over to this weekend. It's now £50,000. Get on that. So go to betway.com forward slash four to score. That's the number four to score to get your four first uh, goal scorers in this weekend for a chance to win 50k. We'll be doing it. If we win it, we'll probably give it to charity or something. In Cockney Cockney Rhine Islam is a monkey's... 500, 500, yeah. So what would that be? 10,000 monkeys? No. No. When all, when all you need is an ape. <laughs> it'd, be a hundred, it'd be 100 monkeys. 100 it? monkeys then. Yeah. 100 yeah. monkeys. You we, can win 100 monkeys. We may have a Would that a be 10,000 monkey? monkeys? Yeah. I'm tired, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, yours. Can, can we do that from now on though? Can we just put it, it, monkeys. Put it yeah, forward put in monkeys? monkeys 100 please. monkeys this weekend. <laughs> well, the good news is, Peter, that later on the show, we may have a little bit of monkey chat. Oh, oh good. Great. Mm. It's called the monkey um, biz. We are... <laughs> a little melancholy in there. We are coming live uh, to a town near you. Yes. Uh-huh. The end of this month and through October. Go to ramblelive.com to get your tickets. Yeah. We'd love to see you down. It's going to be lots of fun. But undoubtedly have a beer afterwards as well. I saw a video Pete made this morning for the show, which mm-hmm. is going to be played on the big screen. Right. It is bafflingly hilarious. Yes. Um, the emphasis on the bafflingly. Uh-huh. Uh, so you'll, you'll, you'll see that kind of stuff as well. It's the only place you're going to get a chance to see it, yes. as well as seeing us on stage doing our thing. And Do I will be what? inspecting everyone, every city's um, monkey house at the zoo as well. Do you well. know what? Mm. I'm very much looking forward to our Bournemouth show because Bournemouth has palm trees. 
yeah. in, in in the town centre. What? It does, Absolutely. Yeah. We look forward to, yeah, a few, just a few, like in a little little patch. Got about a few's what? enough for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Jim. Yeah, they're not like lining the streets Probably or anything. Enough for one each. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we get to keep them. Uh, and they, they've got a lovely beach down there. Yeah, I do. So you know, get they've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Well, people of Bournemouth, come out and show us your coconuts. Is this is this some sort of surreptitious invitation? Is this like when you know? Provincial middle-aged couples have pampas grass in their front garden. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doing the old swingers. Well, I'm from Surrey, mate. The swingers are right down there. <laughs> Come to Bournemouth. We'll bring the coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> but don't be afraid to bring one or two of your own. Of if course. you know when they're Bournemouth, you can come to any any town you want to go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's have some emails with PED. Emails. Everyone, it's the end bit I like the best. Marcus did. Ah, yeah, no need for that. Pete, at the end bit of that no, jingle, no, you can no, spot no. now. You completely, lo- <laughs> you completely lose it at the end. I do not. Yeah, it's, those, it's those nodules. I was saying, I'm worried about my nodules, yeah, I guys. I can't sing certain nods. I was doing that in one of the uh, Kiss FM studios, and a man walked past as I was finishing up that sing sing song. So there you go. There you go. Thank no, goodness little, you said sing song. I was walking that. past as you were finishing up. But yeah. <laughs> Behind the Music on VH1. <laughs> Classic album. Uh, Carl Wilhelmus, which is a beautiful name. Uh, hell, hey, y'all. Uh, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I just thought I'd uh, share that my local team, Ottawa Fury FC, has themed one of the home matches against Hartford Athletic. Uh, they're asking fans to come dressed up as different houses from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, not sure if this is a normal occurrence in Europe. I'll let you know, Carl. It fucking isn't. Um, <laughs> but here in Ottawa, they tend to do this far too often. Uh, they will also be starting a golden snitch across the stage showing live magic jewels uh, around the stadium, a live Quidditch uh, demonstration, <laughs> and a post-match movie on the field. Carl, that all sounds fucking dreadful. All yeah. right. Why, so, is, it, is, why this, is this happening? Is this during the game? I don't know. Well, they're just trying to get people involved, aren't they? Well, Carl, I hope you come to our uh, live show in Toronto. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Which is, I yeah. believe, the capital of Canada, yeah. isn't it, Carl? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be showing a movie while the, uh, <laughs> while the show's on. So if you're not interested in that, you can just... Watch yeah. Harry Potter. Visa's pending. Uh, <laughs> hello to Luke in uh, Nagano, uh, Japan. Uh, hi, Ramblers. Long-time listener. Uh, able to email him because Pete's jingle has been stuck in my head so much that it interrupts my sleep. Yeah, good. A gift to the world. That's the plan. Uh, I enjoyed the idea of Wolves, Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburger as a Pokemon evolving. What really made me laugh that was when Pete tried to explain the concept, both of exam- his examples were wrong. Pikachu only evolves once. Charizard doesn't evolve at all. Sort your life out, Pete. Get off the Yakuza games and play a grown-up game like Pokemon. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree with that. Nerd. I, just, um, I mean, I understood none of it, but I agree with can it. Can you send those sorts of emails to Pete's personal account, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume people do do that, let's be fair. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he probably has for years and he thought, I've got to get the... Uh... I mean, he's suggesting that presumably like Charizard will never evolve. At some point, they'll probably go, oh, we've forgotten to make Charizard evolve. Let's stick him in on sorry, the new cartoon. Who's Charizard? Yeah, Marcus, sorry. He's, I think Pete, he's got fire for a turn. Up front for Bishiktas, is he? You, you've misjudged the room. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like a lizardy dragon sort of Pokemon. Oh, David with, Icke. With, with a fire for yeah. a tail. Uh-huh. And you know Pikachu, he's a detective. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, right, he's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will evolve. Maybe. Yeah. Is uh-huh. that the end of your emails, Pete? That's the end of my emails. Emails <laughs> 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 short Now Pete is reading it out. Well done. 
Can I'm I just, just not say, getting bored of that. Can I just say on the behalf of everyone here, right. and presumably everyone listening, right. that is the worst email section anyone's ever done. What on is a wrong with that? Two I emails. It. One about Harry Potter <laughs> and one about Pokemon no one understood. Mm. Jingle out again. Harry Potter, very popular. Pokemon, incredibly popular. That email popular. section was two minutes, 40 seconds long. <laughs> so what? The jingle each side. Was the that team other, from the Ottawa, only, The it? only other one was that rugby manager who looked like fucking uh, Sandy Ballbag. But it was all visual, wasn't it? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Sean we... Dyche walked into a room with a man who looks like Sean Dyche in some rugby context. We're not the rugby ramble, are we? Yes. Uh, well, to, be fair, to be fair, Pete, <laughs> you've pulled I'm it I'm evolving into there. angry Pete. <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't tell I mean, us more. This is interesting. When you say... You use this in the email section. <laughs> I, Peter, I understand what you're saying. However, I do have right. to... Corrected that because when you say it's a visual thing and obviously yeah. it's an audio film, but we all mm. know what Sean Dice looks like. Yeah, was when you mentioned about Jim having a haircut at the start. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's that, that wasn't in the email section. No, it no. wasn't. Oh, okay. yeah, no. so you're putting got, other that things was in, in the hair oh, right. section. All right. <laughs> that was in the haircut section. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the Sean Dice part of that would be very much in the mind's eye, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it would work. Mm. Like when Jim says Sean Dice sounds like a sandy ball bag, right? It, we know what who Sean Dice yeah. is, so it works. <laughs> Explain the Sandy Ballbag bit then. Jim, right, let's talk like that. Yeah, well, it's people often misunderstand this because it's so old. So for anyone that missed it the first time around, it's <laughs> yeah. like if there was a ball bag that had been at the beach all day and it was a bit chafed and sandy and it was all red, um, if that had a voice, right? Sean, it would sound like Sean Dyche's voice. Yeah, I right, completely Marcus. agree. I, I, pop, I agree. popped out and I'm a bit sunburned. Uh, so what? Well. So are there any other? Oh, chafing. Are there any other parts of, ana- of a human anatomy that sound like other football managers? Um... Because I, th- we, might have, we might have to dedicate a special. I, to think, this. I think I think Arsene Wenger sounds like a throat. I think I think Big Sam sounds like an armpit. <laughs> nah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm seeing. I'm getting yeah. that. You know, you used to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you do the. Mm. Um, well, yeah, we again, not it. it's yeah. a visual thing, and yeah. I don't know how to yeah. do it. You know, when you bust your ankle and it goes all big. Yeah, Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> like Brucey sounds like a, a broken nose, doesn't he? Yeah. He, well, he's got a broken yeah. nose, yeah. So you can't go for that. It's two route one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, like is there any more football happening? Yeah. Email, us, email us. Let us know. Yeah. Show at footballramble.com. Roy mm. Hodgson sounds like an earlobe, but I don't know. He does a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you mean he does a bit? You've got to use your imagination, Sorry, Mark. Lou. What did you just say? What did you say our email address was? Show at footballramble.com. I'm sure like you said the footballramble.com. No, I didn't. I think you did. I didn't. Well, no. We'll rewind and have a listen, well, shall I, we? I would say, actually, Arsene Wenger sounds like a sip of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh. I don't... I, I, That's too, it's given too, too much abstract. credit. Yeah, mate. Yeah. mate well, I would, wouldn't I? Yeah. What, would, what, would Brian, what would Brian Giggs sound like? <laughs> um, so, I don't want to get sued. Else's... Don't want to get sued. <laughs> so, someone else's glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> He's on red and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah m- mind sweeping. Yeah. Yeah. Wife sweeping. All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. Don't name it, even though he actually Boom. did it. Don't make it obvious. Right, Gareth Bale. Yeah, <laughs> got a vital Has to work with him. <laughs> yeah, his wife's in Spain, <laughs> safely in Spain. Although, where's that Man United friendly? Uh, you remember sure. the Man United Man City? Oh, that's got to be in Manchester, right, surely. Yeah. We're not going down this anyway, road. Anyway, Giggs is playing in, in the game soon, isn't he? He's probably yeah. out last week. Wales beat Azerbaijan 2-1. Mm. There was an own glow. Or wasn't there? There was an <laughs> own glow. <laughs> Absolute classic of the, of the form. I'm going yeah, <laughs> to stick my neck out here, John. I think that was, has gone... In this world of social media, <laughs> that's gone underplayed. How no, that very he didn't so. even know where the ball was. And no. It hit him in the side of the head, oh, was, in the ear, yeah. and went in. Yeah. But it was it, you had from quite that, a distance. At, at the other end, that is an incredible poacher's goal. 
Like that is <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that's the, the best own goals are sort of like that. They are accidentally magnificent. Like the very famous Ian Dowie one. Uh, that yes. he scored for West Ham from a corner, defending a corner, and mm. scored like the most pinpoint attacking header you will ever it's, see. It's not as good as that, Kevin. Is it Malgay or Malget for um, Luxembourg over the weekend? Oh, against, against Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that one was great that as well. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but you see, that, was, that was a one that, that a poacher would be happy with. <laughs> yeah. whereas, the, whereas the Wales goal, it would have been a fortuitous goal if a striker had scored it. Yeah. <laughs> the way it came off his head. So, it, Well, the gold standard for the own goal genre, yeah. if we can all remember, yeah. I don't remember the name of the player, but he, he tries to hook the ball away, boots it into his own face, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking right, his own yeah, nose, yeah, yeah. and it goes in the bottom corner. Nice. That's the gold standard. Mm. If that's a 10, I think this one was you know, probably a good seven and a half. I'd say an eight, actually. An eight. Yeah. There you go. I mean, yeah. Marcus is going a point, half a point higher than me and saying yeah. it's an eight. Should it was very fortunate for Wales. <laughs> they, they needed a win badly. And take your point, Marcus. I think it was you who made the point last week saying that the other teams around might take points off each other. Yeah. But Wales, if you, if you want to qualify for a tournament, you've got to beat Azerbaijan at home. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And it was a nervy, it was tense affair nervy. for them, wasn't it? It's a shame for Wales. They, they seem to have lost a little bit, based on that performance and, and the atmosphere there, um, and one or two Wales fans that we know, they were saying that that, that feeling that Chris Coleman had in the camp, mm. obviously went to the Euros, did very well. And even when they were trying to qualify for the World Cup, mm. a little bit of that is just sort of seeping out at the, at the yeah. moment. Well, and they feel like they're a team that are... Um are attempting to punch above their weight again. Whereas yeah. in, in that period under Coleman, they felt like a really exciting, mm. dynamic team who absolutely belonged where they were and that this could be the beginning of, mm. of Wales being that way for a generation. Yeah. Well, Jim, I think it was slightly more than that. I think what it, what we had with Chris Coleman and what he did very well from the outside looking in, and I, and I remember listening to the updates on the radio on Friday of this Wales game and the reporter there kept saying, it's tense here. Mm. It's very, very tense. People aren't convinced. Of course, after half-time, Azerbaijan equalised. It got even worse for them. Gareth Bell um, uh, bowed them out. But what Chris Coleman did very well for this Wales team is that he understood that a team the size of Wales, Wales is a nation they have to become bigger than the sum of their parts. Yeah. But they can be peppered with some quality, like Gareth Bale, like Aaron Ramsey, like one or two others. And then, you know, um, Daniel James might slot into this, you know, as a next generation. Mm. Um, but they have to become bigger than the sum of their parts by this camaraderie, by this team spirit, by this, this focus, and this motivation. And I don't think, given that he's so inexperienced, Giggs can't, looks like he can do that. Yeah. And they might be going into a bit of obscurity. I do, however, I do say, I, I should say, by the way, Wayne Hennessy was very poor for the Azerbaijan goal. Yeah. He, mm. he didn't get anywhere near strong enough a hand on it. There's no mm -hmm. way he should have been palming that back to the guy. It was mm. a very weak, tame shot, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. So I think that was quite poor. And maybe if that hadn't happened, they would have they would have gone to, to, to be okay and it wouldn't have been as difficult as it was. But nevertheless, they, they did get the win. They did get the win. So hopefully they can uh, build on that. Hungary um, host Slovakia this evening. Croatia away to Azerbaijan. So Hungary's hosting Slovakia. See what happens there. Um, Scotland were beaten by Russia. Russia deserved their win. Now, we, we come on to Northern Ireland in just a brief moment. When you're saying about teams being greater than the sum of their parts, yeah. that's very much Northern Ireland. Yeah, Wales, we've seen that recently. Wales have a little bit of quality to say Northern Ireland don't, and that was reflected... Well, it was a bit of a drab affair. At you, I mean, we're going back to Euro 2016. Keep doing it. Maybe that's unhelpful. Wales do have you know got Gareth Bale for crying out loud. Yeah. And you mentioned one Ramsey, Ramsey's top class as well. Yeah, he wasn't against. He wasn't in there against Azerbaijan because no. of injury. But he's top. He plays for Juventus for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, and 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 a few others. Uh, Northern Ireland don't really have that, but they are great in the sum of their parts. Scotland, I feel, 
and they've not got much quality. I know they've got yeah. some some all right players like Ryan Fraser, and obviously Robertson's a brilliant uh, player as well. But they're not greater than the sum of their parts. No, and they're in this kind of limbo. Northern Ireland think right, very solid, hard to beat. Nick a goal or two. You know, you never yeah. see Northern Ireland scoring sort of three or four, really, or it's incredibly rare. But they get the job done. Mm. Um, Wales, uh, we've seen them play with a bit of flair in the last sort of couple of years. Scotland has sort of neither one nor the other for uh, Yeah, me. I feel like when Scotland went 1-0 up, um, in, if Northern Ireland had done that, they'd have just shut up shop yeah. from then. But I feel like Scotland don't know how to do that in the same way because exactly as you're yeah. saying, they're not... I don't, it, it almost looks like they're not really drilled for that as well. It looks like it looked like when they went 1-0 up, they didn't really know what to do, yes. which is a sort of... Which is a, a dangerous position to find yourself in because totally. you're you're inviting a loss onto yourself almost. Like yeah. I forget who it was. It was one of the, one of the players said that for the first twenty minutes or so they were really really on top of Russia and Russia didn't know how to deal with them. But then they just collectively seemed to like mm. let up on the pace and let Russia back into it. And obviously they do have the quality to, to yeah. hurt you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Russia are not a bad side, of course. You know, Golovin was 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 very excellent good, at yeah. parts. But Scotland, they went one 0 up. It was a fortuitous goal, but fair enough. One 0 up and they started very very brightly and they almost sort of they really ache to be a side who go right you've, you've come to Hamden and, and we're yeah. going to give you some but but they're not that side they're not quite good enough against the Russia and certainly when they play Belgium um, at home they play Belgium tonight I think you know they, but they, you know they know this but but as you say Jim I think Scotland they've not qualified for so long they've played very boring football at times mm. so for them to kind of go full sort of Northern Ireland yeah. even though they wanted Michael O'Neill yeah, to to take the Scotland job. If they go full that, I think people go. Well, hang on a minute. You can't just roll over and 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 show very little attacking intent. Yeah, but and, at least and, defend and, properly. Well, at least defend. <laughs> but that's the thing, Pete. You know, it's sort of not one or the other. And and the game sort of it petered out a bit. Russia should have had more than. Mm. than I, th- the two. I think I think the two. I think there's two really um, telling comments. One from the captain Andy Robertson. And one yeah. from the coach Steve Clark. Steve Clark said. We went a goal ahead and we completely froze and he, he was at a loss to explain it. Mm-hmm. Andy Robertson said, look, it's our own fault. We, yeah. we, we go a goal ahead at home against a team like Russia. I mean, uh, do you know what? I, I might be on in, a, in a minority of one here, but mm. I, I I think from what you guys have just said there, I think I rate Scotland slightly higher than you two guys do and I rate Russia slightly less than mm. you guys do. I, I don't think it's much... No, I don't think Russia are particularly great, but I think they're better than Scotland is the point. Do you? Okay. Well, they're, uh, they're yeah. undoubtedly better side at home, than Scotland. At home? Of course, the way they played against Scotland, they should have won three or four one. Mm, okay, mm. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I just think Scotland, Scotland have have got are now probably in a position that we've 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 said with with Wales, as you guys have already said, they can become bigger than the sum of their parts, but they have got quality in there. I mean, they've yeah. got players in there. Ryan Fraser's a top player. He's he created a huge amount of assists yeah, in the yeah. Premier League yeah. last season. Andy Robertson, jo- of course, John is McGinn the European is, champion. Andy Robertson's a brilliant player, and John McGinn is is a very improving good player who hasn't looked out of his depth in the Premier League this season coming up there. So they've got some exciting players there. And I think if you go a goal ahead at home in a qualification, unless you're playing a Germany or a Netherlands or whatever Mm. it may be, I think you've got to close it out. But I do think, something we haven't touched on, Marcus, and I think um, it's worth mentioning, um, because I know you've got a lot of experience of watching the Scottish team, they don't have a goal scorer. And they haven't had a goal scorer for such a long time. No, they they haven't. That's a real gap. Because do you know what? I mean, it might be a bit unhelpful to say this, but just to put it out there as a conversational point, you stick a Robbie Keane in there. 
You've yeah. got goals mm. over and over again for an average sure. Ireland side. Yeah. It makes it a different prospect, doesn't it? Yeah, we going back to Northern Ireland, apart from Kyle Lafferty really stepping up for them in that period that he did that, that they they were in that same position, weren't they? So they made they did exactly again to use that same phrase, they became more than the sum of their parts, mm. and that is perhaps what they've got to do. But to be fair to Steve Clark, he's really not been there for very long. So you can't really expect that straight away. A lot of injury before this match as well. Yeah. Certainly at the back. They were I, in a natural state as well. I, I, I think Scotland, that this team, they don't know what their identity is. They're struggling to where they fit on the grand scheme of things. They were in a terrible state, weren't they, under McLeish as well? They were. And, and it's and it's to me, I just looked at that and I thought, after their Nations League you know, performance where they, they finished top, I didn't watch it that closely, but it's encouraging that they're in the playoffs. They played this game and they started in one nil up and then and then it just to me it was just same old and when and Scotland used to under the likes of Craigie Bruden and so on they used to really relish being the sort of the underdogs and yeah. that's how they used to see themselves we're the underdogs but it was almost a little bit of a wink of yeah we're the underdogs but we can do something as well mm. and I think maybe Chris Coleman used to have that a bit of, uh, about Wales well when Steve Clark talks about playing Belgium at home and he says maybe it's a good fixture for us because I don't think there's any expectation I don't think anyone expects anything if we're being honest there's too many people in the country saying Scotland will get something out of this game so maybe it's a good fixture for us rather than Cyprus away where you're thinking we've got to go there and win and his comments like that I just sort of think I don't think that does you any favours no. I know it's an isolated comment and the other things he said I think oh, but I, I don't know if, if I was just, if I was you know a Scotland yeah. fan and all that I'd just be a bit well, like there's no there's no plan within that is there yeah. I mean going back to what we were saying I suppose it's remarkably different in terms of context so maybe this is a bit unfair but when we're talking about Southgate earlier talking about Rashford and actually talking about what the plan is mm. and talking about the actual technical side of the game there's, there's none of that there you know, that's, all, that's all about expectation and about but I wonder if that's undermined by the point you made a second ago which is that Steve Clark's quite new in the job he's well, coming in the middle of a qualification mm-hmm. cycle Look, to add further context to what I just said about Scotland and Russia I mean I know people have a problem with the FIFA rankings and maybe people's impression of Russia is slightly inflated by how they got on last mm. summer there are only two places higher than Scotland in the rankings really? and Scotland wow. are at home and Scotland uh, went a goal ahead all this has got to be taken in context mm. the thing I'd be most disappointed about just going to the game itself if I were a Scotland fan after half time they looked half asleep yeah. they, they, were, they got, eventually got caught out but they were caught out a few times before that just losing the ball all the time and, yeah, and, you, and you think Play keep the, ball. the basic stuff's got to be done properly and, and I think if you look at the list of all time Scotland strikers the only two I think are in there for from the last since two thousand are probably what Kenny Miller and Stephen Fletcher probably mm, yeah. and, that, and what have they got just about double figures each mm-hmm. that's it so th- th- they have got a goal scorer they do find it hard it does feel like they're in that rut that England might have been in but in a slightly worse way where every time a qualification process finished we would just rip it up and start again with yeah. a new type of manager mm. and so yeah it's, it's disappointing yeah. All right, let's move to Group C. Northern Ireland hosts Germany tonight. The Green and White Army still top of the group. Yeah. After the Netherlands beat Germany 4-2 in Germany. Oh, that was a cracker, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good game. What, what? a game. What a game. Yes, they haven't did. played... Um, so they've got Germany and Netherlands to play at home still, haven't they? They've got to play them away as well. They, they have, haven't they? They do very yeah. much so. <laughs> but they've done what's asked them. They've won four out of four. If they can get anything from this home game against Germany, I'll tell you what, they'll be dreaming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they will be dreaming. And, they've, and they are right to dream. Yeah, if they get, they have like every that. right to do so. A <laughs> mm. uh, little atom that dared to dream. <laughs> uh, Mr. Davis will uh, move ahead of Mr. Hughes on 113 appearances. Uh, presumably, he'll be captain Northern Ireland uh, tonight against Germany, which is quite an incredible achievement mm. uh, for the 34-year-old. Just six caps shy of Pat Jennings' record mm. for Northern Ireland. Oh, of course, he can. 
course he can. Yeah, I think so. so we, look, we look forward to that. Um, the old green and white army. So, yes, uh, intriguing. Oh, let's move to some other qualifying. The FIFA World Cup. Qualification for Qatar is well underway in some parts of the world. Are you What's excited, going on? Peter? What's going on? Absolutely. I'm confused. <laughs> well, they, in other parts of the world outside of Europe, they don't play in the European Championships. Well, yeah. they've got to find something to do with their time. Qualify for the 2022s. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Slomania. Slomania. <laughs> More than that in the Islam Slomani. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> playing. Somalia, ranked 202 in the world, sensationally beat Zimbabwe 1-0 last week in their first ever win in a World Cup qualifying match. They'd been on a 19-match losing streak over the past eight years. Uh, they play Zimbabwe in the second leg of their World Cup qualifying round uh, this week. Um, but it, it's an incredible story. This Do do check this out. There's, there's a chap called Muhammad Ali, spelt differently to uh, mm. the main man. Of course, um, he, he's, he's from Greater Manchester, actually. He's a, he's a semi-professional footballer. Plays for Curzon Ashton, and I think he's a driving instructor as well. He was out there. Really? Play, yeah, they call up uh, whoever they can, of course. Yeah. The match was played in Djibouti because of uh, safety fears and, and so on in Somalia. But just one of those little stories. You know those stories that start unfolding? I think it was um, Bhutan we spoke about. Mm, yeah. Bhutan clan. The Bhutan yeah, clan. Yeah. Uh, the, who, who uh, was it? They beat Sri Lanka. I think Sri Lanka beat them in the, in the second leg. But it seems yeah. a celebration. Cape Verde. Cape Verde were another one. Yeah. You see these lovely little stories that kind of start developing and you kind of think, I mean, you realise how long the road is oh, to the God, World yeah. Cup for some people. Now, of course, if you're if you're starting to qualify for the World Cup now, chances are you probably won't be there for the tournament when it actually happens. Did you say Captain. they were they're 202nd in the world? They yeah. are. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, if, if, you see that, <laughs> if you see the highlights <laughs> of the game, like, it really does look like it was shot on like a 90s camcorder. It well. does, you yeah, see yeah, the, yeah. the scale of that qualification process, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. say. They were never, they've never qualified for the Cup of Nations, have they? No, I don't wow. think so. Never. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, amazing, really. Do you reckon uh, the Zimbabweans did not love that? <laughs> <laughs> no? Peter Love was a Zimbabwean footballer for those young enough not to know yeah. oh giving it didn't win going for glory this week did you yeah. did you I think I did stop did. is it Peter and Love <laughs> <laughs> it was last week yeah, oh, to be more precise but they, that, I mean it's nice for them to have a moment they're probably not going to make it are they but no. it's nice for them to have a moment it's bloody nice for them to bloody have a moment bloody lovely so feel good listen it's such a feel good situation yes. that um, even the official, official FIFA World Cup Twitter account uh, tweeted Exactly. And the nickname is the Ocean Stars, which is also something we can nice. get behind too. Nice. Um, did you guys see um, this, what happened at the Stade de France? Oh, this is amazing. So I'll just, I, I'll, I did see this. I'll just let Matt Spiro take it up. Um, <laughs> Matt Spiro on Twitter, he tweeted, he's a um, he's like a French, France-based football writer and broadcaster. Mm. Farcical scenes at Stade de France. Uh-huh. Kickoff delayed after they played Andorra's national anthem <laughs> instead of Albania's. <laughs> yeah. Announcer then apologised for the delay, but apologised to Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> and France then thrashed them. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, oh, he's been undermined. Confidence in tatters. Do you remember in the um, the it would have been the London Olympics mm. when South no North Korea were in the football, right? Well, South Korea were definitely in the football, right? I'm, I'm they, doing. They played the wrong. Essentially, Korean, I'm yeah. doing what the mistake <laughs> that the guy did. Yeah, but, yeah. The wrong they, um, yeah, they played they... the in- incorrect uh, Korean anthem. Mm. I've got something along the lines of this as well, which because because I did a little reading around it, and apparently, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but a while back, um, <laughs> Malta were involved in the game, and instead of playing um, the Maltese national anthem, mm. the, uh, the the guy on the ones and twos, the yeah. D- DJ, yeah. ended up uh, playing the start of. Lincoln Park's numb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Go on, yeah, go on, hang go on. on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. Was that the Jay-Z uh, remix or Whatever, the yeah. original, do you reckon? The Captain of Malta is in absolute hysterics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's taking so it good. well. He's taking it well. So these things can happen. Well, they can, well, they, uh, they, that they, is they, odd. The, the Kazakhs got uh, the Borat theme once, didn't oh, they? Oh, that, that, Someone's, that, that someone's messing with them. Oh, do you know what no. that is? That's a bit naughty. That's, That's a bit very naughty. naughty. My mate, my mate uh, it works on a ship. He's in the Navy. And uh, there was a very important uh, Chinese dignitary uh, coming on. Uh-huh. Uh, they put uh, they hoisted the flag for Chinese Taipei. Oh, no. As he would call it. Not not that one. (laughs) Not that one. No. Gordon Bennett. Yeah, someone played the Isle of Man theme tune once. I think it was a game in the US. Theme tunes. (laughs) (laughs) They should be called theme tunes. The Isle of Man walk on. We are the Isle of Man. (laughs) (laughs) I love the French theme tune. To be fair, the French do have the best one, so that's extra sort of rubbing it in. (laughs) Did you refer to the Isle of Man as the Isle of Men? Yeah. We are the Isle of Men. Like like that. But yeah, yeah it was, it was a good, but basically you can see how in alphabetical order they've probably got the answers. It was the yeah, Linkin Park one that yeah. any sense. <laughs> it's on shuffle or something. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is it's next on the alphabet from Malta to Num. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Um, did you see uh, that Louis van Gaal and uh, Tony Adams are going to be naming some gorillas in Rwanda? <gasps> I said monkeys later. It wasn't. It's gorillas. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's, it's gorillas. Jim, um, if you start a sentence by saying, did you see Louis van Gaal <laughs> and Tony Adams? I'm automatically interested. Yeah, exactly. it's, um, it's just in Rwanda. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's an event that's uh, bringing together conservationists and celebrities just, I think, to just raise awareness to the country's success, actually, in protecting uh, and mountain gorillas, which are endangered. So oh, right. that's great. So they've, they've got in touch with uh, Louis van Gaal, Tony the original Adams. silverback. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nayo. Uh, oh, yeah. And Naomi Campbell, among others. Um, oh, okay. High-profile names in there. I saw Turn a picture up. of Louis van Gaal dressed in sort of quite strange garb with some sandals on. Is that basically what was happening then? I only saw a picture. I have no idea. I think he's dressed it. Seeing Louis van Gaal on a pair of sandals is quite an odd experience. Mm. Well, let's hope he doesn't, you know, when he's naming the gorilla, start sort of going on about Louis van Gaal's army. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Imagine if he unleashed another like the yeah. like the, like the um, recruiting for his guerrilla army, like the film Congo. <laughs> yeah, Louis Van Gaal is the main mastermind behind the fi- yeah. behind what happens in the film and Congo. It, yeah, and the sort of the, the sort of Jeff Goldblum, you know, character. The sort of you know, you you didn't bother to think about whether yeah. whether you should blah blah blah. Is, is Tony Adams? Yeah. so everyone's doomed. Yeah. Um, scientist Karen Ross is sent by her father-in-law mogul R.B. Travis to the Congo to determine when the whereabouts of her son's missing diamond hunting team oh, right. um, yeah they find a discover a danger far more sinister than anything they expected to find which is Louis Van Gaal even the uh, yeah her Kerma Homolka currently played by Tim Curry well, treasure yeah. hunter Louis Van Gaal could take that role they could do mm. yeah thank uh, you for your to- treasure lady I know yeah. <laughs> oh, that was uh, thinking on it. No, Tony, that was Van Hal. Was that Van Hal? Yeah. Tony Adams could play uh, oh. primatologist Dr. Peter Elliott. Yeah. I feel yeah. no, no, no. Van, you Van Hal's more of a, mm. I think you meant bigger plots. Bigger yeah. plots. Yeah. Van Hal's more of a Terminator figure. Yeah, he's a bit. Yeah. yeah. I need your claws, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. I think yeah. It's a good place to finish. It's a good yeah. place to finish the show. Thank you very much for listening to The Ramble. Remember, tomorrow on Football Ramble Daily, we've got Jules and Andy. Yeah, lots. Of, I think Jules was at the big kickoff of the Women's Super League. So let me mm, talk about was. that. And lots of other bits and pieces as well. Do tune in. Make sure you subscribe to Football Ramble Daily to never miss an episode again for the rest of your natural life. Damn right. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Play the music. Do I not get a thanks? Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. And it's thank you very much to you, listeners. This Congo. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was This Pokemon? Okay. To catch them all is my real test 
to train them is my cause. What's the email address? <laughs> it was all across the land. Have we got right Searching far and wide. So you know the Pokemon National Anthem, but it's nothing Pokemon about it. <laughs> it's a Pokemon theme tune. The power that's inside. Pokemon! Gotta catch them all. Pokemon! Da, 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 da. Have we finished? <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.